Welcome to the Fulfillment Project Podcast. You have your host here, Sarah, and my co-host, Greer. Hello. Yes, welcome to today's episode. You know, if you've read my book, Follow the Joy, or you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you would have noticed that the concept of self-awareness comes up a lot. And it's said all throughout self-development that you cannot change unless you have awareness of a problem or, you know, at minimal awareness of yourself. And I know a lot of people ask the question, well, what exactly is self-awareness and how do you develop self-awareness? And so Greer and I thought it would be a great conversation to have with you and even sharing some stories between the two of us from thinking that we were self-aware to where we are now, um, how we've seen our own self-awareness grow, and just to give you some context. And what's really interesting is I recently came across an article in the Harvard Business Review, and they were talking about what self-awareness was and, and all the different studies that they did. And it was a psychologist that had uh, done many studies and had accumulated 5,000 people that she had studied throughout a period of time. And while all of them thought that they were self-aware, she realized that only 10 to 15% of them actually had self-awareness. And so this is huge because... Uh, Even I can look back on my own journey and I was like, oh, I was so self-aware in 2020 or I was so self-aware in like 2021. And every year as I have focused on growth and development, it's just become this trend that I see of myself of constantly becoming more self-aware. And you don't know what you don't know, right, Greer? Oh, totally. Totally. Completely. And so a lot of people think that they are self-aware and I think it would be a really great conversation to have of... What is self-awareness and what does that look like? And if someone is looking to develop their self-awareness, like where do you even start with that? Yeah. Yeah. So let's dive in. Yeah. You are listening to the Fulfillment Project Podcast. My name is Sarah Funnel, your host, fellow sister seeker, and author of Follow the Joy, the book on aligned manifestation. This show is your spot for spiritual and personal development. It's your soft landing into a place for you to embody your truth and reclaim your sovereign power. I've been a coach for more than a decade, helping thousands of people transform their lives. And I'll be sharing the most effective and profound tools to help you step into the most abundant, joyful, and fulfilled version of yourself. I'm so glad we found each other here today. My promise to you is that this show will support you to live from a fully embodied and aligned space so that you can reach your goals, share your gifts with the world, and step into a life that is truly your own. Take my hand, dear sister, and let's jump in. So where I thought we could start this conversation, and this is not a fully fleshed out idea, so everyone's just going to have to bear with me as I work my way through this. But awareness, Sarah, you talk about this concept is kind of like a muscle. And Mm. I wanted to sort of talk about how it develops and how it translates into actual change that we can see in -hmm. our lives because it's not always the case where as soon as we are aware of something that we can immediately make a change in our lives and be a completely different person that can happen um, but often it's a much slower process so as you were saying like you know you can look back at the end of a week, the end of the month, the end of a year and go, oh, I maybe said or did something that wasn't ideally what I would want to do. And that's sort of where awareness starts. It starts in hindsight, Mm -hmm. where when you're reflecting on something, um, 
And maybe it is that you only take time to really look back at the end of a year or holidays, birthdays. Those are typically the times when people will pause and go, oh my goodness, this is a landmark to show how much time has passed. Um, or maybe you have a practice that's the end of every week, um, maybe the end of every day and you can go, okay, what went well, what didn't go well, where would I like to sort of grow and, and why did I maybe do what I did there, even though it's not ideally what I would have liked to have have happen. So that's sort of where like awareness starts. And if you can go from never reflecting and never being self-aware to at the end of every day reflecting like that's a huge step Mm -hmm. and it's usually the first one that we that we take um but again you can be reflecting at the end of the day and go oh man i had a a conversation with my mother-in-law and it didn't go very well or i got into an argument with my spouse or my friend or something happened and i just lost it at the car in front of me cool And then you go to sleep, you wake up the next day and you see the same pattern repeating itself. And you're Mm -hmm. like, well, a lot of good that awareness did me. But as we say, it's a muscle, takes practice and consistent effort to walk it back. Mm -hmm. So maybe you only catch yourself at the end of the day reflecting. Maybe it's an incident happens and it's a few hours later. And then eventually as you sort of get good at this and you actually start, you know, practicing this, whether it's like formal reflection that you do, whether it's just you're an anxious person and you're constantly thinking about what you're doing and everything that could be wrong. um, It's actually a great gateway to sort of, again, cultivating more and more of that awareness to the point that you might actually be able to make a different choice. Sarah, I know you have some great illustrations of this working but eventually the more you do this the more you will kind of be able to close the the time gap or the time delay between the inciting incident and when you become aware of the pattern that you're getting yourself into it might be that you are in conversation with someone and you sort of see feel hear experience yourself watching what's going on and you're like oh no I've fallen into this habitual dynamic with this individual but the momentum of the conversation the momentum of what's happening is is too much and all I can do is helplessly sit and watch this happen and that's usually where people get so frustrated Mm -hmm. because they're like again why am I spending all of this time journaling, meditating, reflecting, if I can't actually go and change what's happening in the moment that it's going on. Yes. Yeah. Which like it, it, it is frustrating, but again, keep going because eventually you will get to the point where there will be an inciting incident and you will have enough space to go, oh, I can feel this river of energy flowing towards this like trench of habitual behavior and interaction and my way of being with this person this place this thing or this word but I can also sense that there's enough time enough of a gap for me to 
make a different choice. But again, it takes walking it back from I've never reflected to I reflect at the end of every year, month, week, day, hours after it happens. Oh my goodness, I'm seeing it as it happens. And then finally, you get to this point where you're like, oh, now it's a decision. Now I'm able to take all of that awareness and choose a different way of being. And it can take a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as you were talking there, my partner, Joe, he often says that self-awareness without the tools to change can actually cause more pain. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at the, at the introduction, we were talking about this study of 5,000 people and only 10 to 15% of them actually being self-aware. And Meanwhile, so, all of them thought they were. Right. And so if you're not self-aware or awake, you're asleep and you're unconscious and your thoughts, words, behaviors, motions are unconscious. You're just not aware of them or how they are affecting your life. And hindsight is 2020, popular phrase, right? Meaning we can look back and see so clear on the past. And when we talk about developing self-awareness here, like what you said, Greer, that progression of building up that self-awareness so that it's in the moment and you have that power to actually make change. And I think relationships are such a great example for this. And even for myself, um, get out of a relationship, I can look back on it, I can see the patterns, I can see the behaviors. And it got to the point, I think I actually talked about this in my book, where I was like, I keep dating the same guy. It's like the same patterns keep repeating. And while I would get out of one relationship, see the patterns, I get into another relationship and it's not until it's like years into that or afterwards, I'm like, fuck, I did it again. (laughs) Repeated the cycle. Yeah. And so while reflecting back on a year or even months is a great starting point, like have some reflection, like what are the patterns that you're noticing in your life? What are the patterns of, of behavior or thought or emotions that are positively moving things forward for you, whatever direction that you're focusing on and what are those behaviors that are negatively um, influencing my life and this is where self-growth really takes that self-responsibility like you have to be willing to look yourself in the mirror Mm. the good the bad the ugly everything in between and ask yourself well how am I contributing to these behaviors that have played out yeah Because even if we go back to relationships, I can look back and I'm like, he did this and he did that and he was like this. And I was never taking any personal responsibility as to, well, my codependence (laughs) was, you know, a contributing factor to that. My people pleasing, my chameleon ability, my um, desire for lust all the time in that honeymoon phase, my... um, criticism and and you know negative outlook or like my rigidity you know toxic traits that we all have um we're contributing to that and and so if we don't first look ourselves in the mirror and ask like how did i contribute to this situation whether it was a positive situation or a negative situation we will never start to develop that self-awareness as to how we self self-awareness are contributing to the life that we're creating Absolutely. And I think what you said there, especially in terms of like relationships, there's probably something going on there, but even just continuing to show up Mm -hmm. and continuing to engage and continuing to like do that dance, whatever it might be, 
you're probably doing it without really knowing the ins and outs of why. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you have enough awareness to know that it is not serving you, it's unpleasant and it's not fulfilling in any way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, In the sisterhood, you know, there's a course there that all of our sisters go through and that first section, that first module is about self-awareness. Joe, any client that he takes on, he does like a month of auditing with his clients to begin with. And same situations we've been talking about, so many of them thought that they were aware or they take, you know, the wounds quiz that we got a link here in the show notes. It's on our website. You know, you think you are aware of the traits that you have and how they're contributing to your life. But until you really sit back and like audit and reflect, and this takes time, it it takes time and it takes actually witnessing yourself in situations, playing out maybe these toxic behaviors that are not uh, serving you, or it's, you know, looking back over a week. And so I love what you were talking about there earlier about that progression of developing self-awareness. And you're so right. Like looking back on a year, I think can be really easy to do for people because they're, they're so removed from the situation. And when we have that removal, sometimes there isn't that personal responsibility because we're like, oh, that was in the past. Like, can't do anything about that I now. can't do anything about that. I saw what, what went wrong. I'm aware of it. Okay. <laughs> so... Well, awareness in, in, in what context, right? Because I think as with most things, it's, it's a spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. We can have some amount of awareness of something, but maybe not total awareness. Yeah. So oftentimes I think what can happen with the people who think that they're self-aware, but obviously maybe not to the extent that they want to be or think they are, like there's always that next level. You said it in, you know, the introduction where it's like, I thought I was aware two years ago and now I'm realizing, nope. Um, there was a level. There, there was, a, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There, there was. And, and so also, you know, let's bring in some compassion and some empathy and some of understanding course. that like on this journey, it's not like you, you start at the bottom and immediately you're at the top. Like you climb yeah. steps yeah. in the process and, and develop your self-awareness, you know, as you work on it. Yeah. So I think, you know, and awareness is a, it's weird because like we have things in our awareness. We know we do things, right? Like I know when I talk to my dad, I'm probably going to revert to being a snooty teenager when I do it. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. And yet I still, every time that's what I show up as, even though I know that deep down I would like to show up as something different Mm -hmm. but like that pattern is so ingrained and it's also like yeah i know but i'm not actually putting my attention and my awareness into cultivating the tools and practicing okay when i'm in that situation and he says something that i think is so stupid and i just shudder inside yeah (laughs) and i just you know i'm 15 again (laughs) Is there enough presence in me to pause and mm. stop and go, okay, wait a second. This isn't the interaction I want to have right now. Maybe it is. Maybe I feel like being a brat. But if I don't, what else, what can I do now? Can mm-hmm. I, is, you know, okay, I see the path. I see the, you know, that, that trench I've dug for myself over all of these years of interacting with my dad. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's another, there's just something else I could do instead. I could 
say something that's not what he's expecting me to say. And that doesn't mean that later on I don't fall into my trench again and get back out and flop between the two sides. But that requires like that next level of self-awareness and the desire for change. Yeah. And like that's the root of change, right? Or like the, the seed of change. And I love that you're talking about trenches because, mm-hmm. you know, we can get science and geeky here and talk about neuroplasticity and those neural pathways. Uh, all of our thoughts, all of the those messengers of action, you know, thoughts, words, behaviors stem from our brain. And so, you know, interaction with your father, there is a neural pathway, that trench where your thoughts are just so automatic and you've done it so many times where it's like, this is going to make me feel like this. And then these thoughts are going to come up and then this behavior is going to come out of me. And this is where, um, you know, if we say like people are asleep, they're not conscious, those neural pathways will just run automatically. We all have such, you know, ingrained automatic behaviors, but to change, we have to wake up, we have to become conscious and we have to work at creating those new neural pathways, which takes time. Yeah. Yeah. In my book, we talk about this and we use the analogy of carving out a new path in the forest. You know, if you think of a forest that's, you know, it's, it's wild, it's, it's been grown, like no one's walked through it. And you got maybe trees that have fallen down and like branches that have grown into one another and all sorts of different, um, you know, plant life that's there. It's, it's, it's a bush. And so if no, nothing has been through it, then it's hard to get through. You got to like move a log here and like move a branch there and maybe take a machete and create a clearing. And over time, the more you walk that and the more you clear that path, the easier it will be to walk through. Yeah. And and it's the same thing when you're, you're learning something new. Totally. But the difference here, I think, is when you are trying to change a behavior that, okay, you have this untouched forest but beside it you have this beautifully manicured path that is just so easy it's to there walk it's you calling know it so to you well. you're like this would be easy it's there's no effortless. there's no work involved yeah 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 and i think that's why i hear from so many people and like myself included here when you start to wake up and you start to consciously decide no i'm going to use different languaging or i'm going to have a different behavior here it's normal to be tired mm-hmm. Because to wake up and have to be conscious and and self-aware and choose different actions, your brain is not running on autopilot anymore. And that requires a different type of energy. And so I hear from so many people when they start really diving into this work of like, huh, it's exhausting. Because it is. You're literally creating a new system that you operate from. Yeah. And having to undo. Undo. Unlearn and relearn. Yeah. Yeah. Which I would like, I would argue is harder than simply just learning the unlearning is actually much tougher Mm, yeah it's like you keep jumping onto that clear path and you're like nope we're going this path i want to go in this direction Oop, i'm just gonna jump over here because it's easy and i'm tired and i just want to take the lazy route yeah well because it's not like we always have the energy and the space and the awareness to be our best selves and carve that new pathway sometimes we are tired yeah it it takes well, it takes mental strength. I think that's obvious, especially because if we're creating new new pa- new pathways and having to think differently. But yeah, like if 
if we are tired or if we are worn down or if we are overwhelmed, I've seen this in myself time and time again, where it's that lower self will come out, that automatic self, the all the same behaviors, all the same languaging, and you have to like wake yourself back up again. Mm-hmm. But But the point is that once you have awareness and you've learned this new mm-hmm. way of being, that new way then becomes the yes. automatic. It takes much less effort. It becomes the beautifully manicured path through the forest. Yeah. And it's not like you're always yeah. forcing yourself to go on this path and then carve something new. It it gets easier over time, as yeah. you said. Kind of like what you were saying there with like learning. I watched, you know, Joe learn to play the drums over the last what, four or five years. And at first, like you, you guys saw him sit down and he holds the sticks and he's looking at like all the like the toms and I don't even know the symbols and whatever goes into a drum kit and he's like I don't know what to do with this so he's like okay I got to learn how to read sheet music you learn that I got to learn how to like hold the sticks I got to learn to like put these notes together and, and touch the different instruments and you fumble all the time and there's frustration sometimes and impatience but it's that repetition again and again and again now he can go downstairs and close his eyes and he's got a, a couple tracks that he can just like fall into. But that's taken like years of practice. Mm-hmm. And so change, while we all want change instantly, yes, we can have progression right away, but to fully change and embody a different self and, and get a different outcome in our life, it it takes that time. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of said this at the beginning, like sometimes awareness is enough for like an instant change. Mm-hmm. If you go to the doctor's office and you get, you know, a test result back and it turns out you're deathly allergic to something, I guarantee your behavior will change instantly and mm-hmm. you will avoid that food. If the pain is great enough. Yeah. Or if it's something as straightforward mm-hmm. as that and as obvious as, oh, I just need to buy something different from the grocery store. Yeah. But a a lot of the times are sort of unconscious and the things that maybe require more time are usually behaviors Mm -hmm. that are just words that trigger us, people who we have a lot of past with. Yes. um, Yeah. Those are really like the boss level training ground. Yeah. And especially relationships. You know, you're talking about conversations with your dad and I've even saw myself stumble and fumble through this over the years with the relationship with my parents you know there is an ingrained relationship patterns of behavior patterns of conversation you can almost you can anticipate how a conversation is going to go or you walk in the door and like you just feel that emotion that's about to come over you because it's so ingrained like decades Mm. decades of conditioning for those relationships even in like an intimate relationship joe and i've been together for like seven and a half years now and I've watched us grow over the years and having to step out of like patterns that are so ingrained or the way we would handle like a hard conversation and you know you talk about kind of like in the moment shifts and I think conversations and relationships are a great example for this because I've seen Joe and I go from like having a hard conversation that perhaps our best selves didn't come out in Mm. and you you can reflect over it over the past couple days and like see where things went wrong and we got good at like debriefing our hard conversations after and that took a lot of like vulnerability it took a lot of self-ownership on both parties it took apologies it took looking yourself in the mirror and it took both people having that commitment to like how do we not do this again 
And then like that next step of like being in a conversation, like what you were talking about earlier, it's like, I see this, the part of me that's about to come out here. Like I can see that neural pathway. I know where my thoughts and my behaviors are about to go. But when you are aware in the moment, you also see the other path. Well, what if I say this instead? What if I maintain a calm demeanor? What if I ask questions to better understand him and not jump to conclusions or get defensive? And you can see yourself in the moment. It's like, do I choose path A or path B? I know where path A is going to go. We've been here many times. But mm-hmm. path B, I don't know. It's different. Yeah. And I have found maybe it wasn't the right path. But deciding to do something different, even if you don't know if it's the right answer, is the way to fumble to uh, better ways of communicating for this example. I think even getting to the point where you have a choice mm-hmm. can sometimes take you know, months and months of practicing your awareness For sure. in order just, just to be able to make a decision Yeah, yeah. in that moment. Because I think even if we use the, the example of conversations and relationships and like, I think everybody reflects after a hard conversation. I, I would hope so. You would hope so. Yeah. Like I think that's a little hard not to, especially if emotions have been rattled and there's a high intensity there. And instead of going into like victim mode, like, oh, like why me? Or how could they do that? Or they're the ones that need to change. You start looking at, well, how did I act? What did I say? What was my part in this? And just by having that awareness, it's bringing that awareness into the next conversation, like what you're talking about. And, and sometimes that takes time where it's like you see yourself, you're like about to do the thing and you have the choice, but you have to see your own thoughts, emotions, and reactions, behaviors before, I, this is my opinion, before you can be in the moment and actually about to watch yourself like walk through that. Mm-hmm. Joe and I even now, like sometimes um, if we're in a heated conversation, we'll even be like, time out, time out. Like we've gotten to the point where like we can recognize we're just like not in the energy we want to be in. Like it's not our best selves coming out and we'll like call a time out. Yeah. Or even sometimes it's like cut, like as if we're like on a movie set, like cut, like let can we just like run this again? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you just kind of like shake off that energy. Like how do we come back to this from a different perspective? I think it's incredible that you guys are able to do that. Yeah. It's taken a long time. So if you're out there listening and maybe frustrated that practicing awareness hasn't instantaneously manifested into the ability to make a choice yeah i think we're just here to say like keep going yeah it's it's get your reps in yeah it's been in relationships where i've seen my biggest growth because they're so pivotal to like whether it's friendship relationships whether it's your intimate relationship uh relationships with parents or siblings like it's such a huge part of our life and it's where i really first started to learn that I am truly the creator of my life. Mm -hmm. My words matter. My reactions matter. The energy I bring to a conversation matters because you can totally redirect a conversation in another direction completely. I've watched that with my parents. I've watched that with my sister, with Joe, with the kids, because most people are in reaction to you as well. That's just like the default. If we take the lazy way, the the automatic programming, our set behaviors and, and our traits that come out, in order to change someone else, we actually have to change ourselves first. And I know that's a common phrase, but this is the process of doing that. You change your reaction, you tra- change your emotion or the way that you're charged in a situation, and you ultimately change that. 
like Joe has worked through anger so much. Like I'm so proud of, like I haven't seen him. We had a tiff this year, but that was the first time in like years where I really saw him like angry, angry. And I found that by me keeping my calm composure, me coming with like an understanding, like if I get defensive or if my voice goes up, it's like ego on ego, right? It's a self-protection of defense or fighting back. And so when you don't do that and you come with a different energy, you know, uh, gasoline and fire will just stoke the fire more. I, I come with water and he's on fire. I can calm the situation down. Yeah. And then it goes from being like, oh, I can predict exactly how this is going to go because we've done this dance so many times to, I actually don't know yeah. what's going to happen here. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to find out. Yeah, exactly. There's almost like you have to want that anticipation of change mm. and trial and error and practicing and just watch yourself watch yourself I think it was in my book as well we're mentioning my book so much um where I said like if a video team followed you around for a month everywhere everything you know what would the movie of your life be you know how did you show up in situations what was your communication what were your actions what were the thoughts and emotions that you have like that's a really good self-awareness tool to be able to like look over your past month like would you be proud of that version of you that showed up or would you be able to see some of the areas that need a bit more self-awareness when you're in the moment and those changes? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So if anyone listening is going through their own sort of self-awareness journey, let us know. Yeah. Let us know how that's going for you. Yeah. <sighs> Comment on maybe you got this podcast in one of my emails or you follow us on social media. We'd love to open up this conversation. And, you know, I just had someone this week reach out saying how our emotions podcast that we talked about with joe was really helpful and and they're integrating tools and so i just love hearing from you guys because greer and i sit here talking to one another and i don't know who's listening but uh it really gives us the motivation to keep these conversations coming knowing that we're helping someone out there yeah yeah so we will see you on the next episode <laughs>